It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're talking commanders. We're talking Jaguars happening in FedEx Field in the DMV for week one. Let's get it started. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Commanders fans? What's up, Jaguars fans? Welcome to this Crossover Thursday episode on the Locked On Podcast Network, the first Crossover Thursday of the season, which means, Wig, we've got NFL action happening this weekend. I am David Harrison, one of your hosts of the Locked On Commanders podcast on Twitter, at dharrison82. My guy, Tony Wiggins, with me, host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, coming from Duval on Twitter, at Shop Talking Wig. Make sure you're following Tony. Make sure you're following me. Make sure you're following both shows. We thank you, as always, for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. Tony, we have got football. We've got NFL football. Trevor Lawrence versus Carson Wentz, the chosen one versus the forgotten one. Let's start with the biggest storylines coming out of each team to start this season. What's going on? down there in Duval County in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, you said Duval properly. And, and, you know, anybody that's not from here that can say that that way, we do appreciate it. Uh, right. The biggest stories, man, is, you know, for me personally, you know, I grew up a Washington fan. And nice. uh, once, uh, you know, going back and forth to the DMV as a kid, uh, once the Jaguars got a team, though, because this is my home, this is uh, this is the team that I, that I pull for and I cover. And right now the biggest story is everyone knows they've been in football purgatory for a long time. It's the development of Trevor Lawrence and his bond with head coach Doug Peterson, the new coach. Uh, this this franchise has basically lacked leadership, uh, lacked credibility in terms of, uh, for some reason, uh, for some, it'll, they'll even say the front office, but at least at the coaching position. Yep. And you, you don't get a chance often to have a franchise quarterback or someone with that type of talent. He got off to a rocky start last year with Urban Meyer. They did not handle him right. In my opinion, mm-hmm. they used him more as a press secretary. Now Doug Peterson comes in with that Super Bowl pedigree and the uh, the Andy Reid training and the Doug Peterson training that he's had all of this time. And they've really insulated him. They've put a lot of people around him. Former head coach Mike McCoy is the position coach. Doug Peterson and Press Taylor, the offensive coordinator, they push him and they ride him, which is what you have to do. We had a talk, and I'm going to remind people, you and I talked about working dogs in the military, right? Yeah, yeah. We talked about Belgians and Dutch Shepherds. And mm-hmm. those high, you have to work those dogs because if you don't take them out for a couple of hours, they'll tear your house up, right? Absolutely. I believe I believe big-time athletes are the same way. I think they want to be pushed. 
They want to be challenged. They want to do the hard work. And that's that's what separates great players from not so great players. So I, I do believe the way that they're handling him is getting the Jaguars off to a really, really good start. And that relationship and that bond moving forward is going to be what either catapults this team to a championship level or if it doesn't work out, it won't. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, there's a performance-based business, right? And the top performers in the world, whether you're talking football, basketball, baseball, Olympics, I mean, doctors, lawyers, like any performance-based profession, you need to be challenged. You need to be motivated. You need to be driven. And you need mentors and you need leaders that are going to motivate you and help you tap into what makes you uh, the, the best possible performer you can possibly be. So for Trevor Lawrence getting a head coach and Doug Peterson that like, I'm quite honestly, look, I know it didn't, you know, it, it all kind of fell apart, quote unquote, in Philadelphia. It didn't ultimately end up working out for the long haul, but let's not forget, this is a head coach who was, was part and parcel. One of the reasons that a young Carson Wentz turned into a North Dakota state prospect became an MVP caliber quarterback, obviously a Super Bowl winner, even though he wasn't on the field uh, when the team won the Super Bowl. Other reasons why that whole thing derailed, but this is a head coach that does have a positive track record in mentoring and molding a young quarterback, uh, which is is a far departure from Urban Meyer. And, you know, being an Ohio State guy, we, I mean, we talked when that happened. We we all pretty much knew that was not going to go well. I don't know if we all saw it going as poorly as it did, I but did. we all pretty much knew that wasn't going to go well. For Washington coming into this game, the biggest storyline, it's, it's right around the quarterback position. I mean, Carson Wentz, it, it's quarterback-driven league. But not even so much just because of Carson Wentz. I mean, right up front, just because of who Carson Wentz is, you could say he's the biggest storyline coming into this game. But also, you look at the way his time with Indianapolis ended. A loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, an interception in that game, and a lost fumble in that game, costing the the Indianapolis Colts a playoff spot. I argue, not all by himself, but you know that's a totally different episode for another day, potentially, when I get Jim Mersey on this show. Um but the way that he ended his time with the Indianapolis Colts, the history he has with Coach Peterson, and the fact that this is a new chapter. Well, when you have a new chapter in any part of your life, you have to exercise the old demons, right? You can't go from, from being, say, an addict of something and to just completely just say, you know what? We'll just ignore all that stuff ever happened and move forward. No, you have to reckon with it. You have to deal with it, and you have to move on from it in a very deliberate way. This is Carson Wentz's opportunity. He's got two more revenge games coming. Philly and Indianapolis are both on the schedule. He's got road games against both of them, but this is the first one. Go back in against Jacksonville. He's, they're coming to your new home. Your former head coach is coming into your new home. Show them that, show Doug Peterson what he's missing. Show the Jacksonville Jaguars this isn't the same Carson Wentz that you're going to push around, and Trevor Lawrence is going to come here and make me look like the young guy, and he looks like the veteran, and it's going to start with ball security. And beyond Carson Wentz, even Antonio Gibson, because of the injury to Brian Robinson Jr., who was supposed to be your RB1 in Washington, Antonio Gibson now is thrust into that RB1 uh, position. We talked to him during open locker rooms on Wednesday, and he was asked very, very bluntly, where's your confidence level at? And he admitted that last year during his fumble situation, leading the league among running backs in NFL in fumbles in the NFL, that he didn't respond to it correctly. He let it get to him. He let it get into his head. He let himself respond negatively to the fumbles, and it led to more mistakes, as it will. He feels he's in a much better space now. He's in a much better position now. We'll see. He had a fumble in the preseason that kind of contributed to him losing that RB1 job in the first place. So we'll see if he can come back to that. But, but Wig, how opportunistic is this Jaguars, Jaguars defense looking to be if Carson puts the ball in harm's way and if AG puts the ball on the ground? That's a really, really good question uh, because I think they actually – 
are playing uh, this year, they will be at their strength when they get teams in long down and distance situations. I do believe that what I've seen in the preseason from Trayvon Walker, he has been all as good as advertised, bro. And I know people, a lot of folks around the nation are saying, I've had this uh, conversation with people, that he's the least talked about young number one overall pick that they can remember. Well, that's fine by him. He doesn't care because all he wants to do is play ball. And uh, he works hard. Uh, he continues to try to improve, improve to get better. Him and Josh Allen have been uh, inseparable. They've been joined at the hip like two twins. And he has not disappointed in practice. So the thing is that they want to get to that package where they can pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. They're big and they're physical and they're long and they're lean. They also added Arden Key uh, in free agency. And Arden Key has played really well in the preseason as well. That's the, to me, and we're going to get into key matchups. We've I've already given it to you. It's the Washington offensive line versus the Jaguars defensive line. And yep. if they can rattle, uh, Carson wins. Absolutely. And speaking of, we are going to get to our key matchups here in just a moment. Jaguars visiting the Washington Commanders to get this 2022 NFL season started. We're going to talk about that. Thanks to our friends over at Turo, the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you or anybody can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts across the U.S., Canada, and our friends overseas in the U.K. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. Like we said, browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or any budget. You can book an SUV or a minivan for that family road trip or a pickup truck for some errand running or even test drive and EV if you're not sure if you want to dip your toe into that world, ditch the boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Get a classic or a luxury car for a special event, birthday, or even a holiday. Many Turo hosts even deliver the cars right to you. Every trip is also backed by liability insurance, terms and conditions, and exclusions do apply. Again, ditch those boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, man. So we're back here. We haven't gone anywhere. Actually, I was just sitting here gazing at the screen, looking at my prize picks, man. Did you make your prize picks? Did you do it? I, I did I make did. my prize picks. I, I used it, all $100 of bonus cash the prize picks gave us. I've got it all on the line this weekend. We'll see if my guys come through for me. Yeah, man. So I I, I used up a pretty penny. I used, I think, 60 bucks. So we're going to see if we can make some money, man. And everybody else needs to be doing the same thing because they're our sponsor for today. This episode is brought to you by prize picks. And it is it is it is a fabulous fabulous way to start the season off hopefully we can all, all win some money um absolutely key matchups key matchups for me we talked about it and sort of alluded to it a little bit in the last segment i think it's going to be the, the goal here is to rattle carson wentz mm-hmm. and in order to do that you have to get uh, one of the things that i've talked about with the jaguars is they got to win first down and mainly i'm talking about defensively you got to win the first you got to win first down because your base is you have a run stuffing base with uh, Folo uh, Fadukazi, who, who we just signed from the Jets, and 
with Devon Hamilton, a guy you know very well mm -hmm. uh, from Ohio State. They're both 320, 330-pound guys. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're not gonna be in that. Uh, maybe thirty-five to forty percent of the time, they'll be in base. Other than that, they're gonna go to nickel because they signed Darius Williams to a bunch of money in the offseason to be the nickel cornerback. So they have to get to that defense. And when they get to that defense, that that's where you see a four-man front where they move, they take the bigger guys out, and they go with Dewan Smoot and Arden Key, a defensive tackle, along with Josh Allen and Trevon Walker with their hands on the ground and in. That's the most dangerous, disruptive part of their lineup. They want mm -hmm. to get to that. So they have to win first down in order to create these long down and distance system situations so they can get that package on the field. That's where I think Carson struggles against yep. the Jaguars. I saw him firsthand, the playoff game that they, the game that they lost that, uh, that didn't allow them to go to playoffs. It was right here in Jacksonville mm -hmm. <laughs> to the worst team in the league. And I saw him get rattled by pressure. So I think that that's going to be a key for Jacksonville to get him into that situation where they can rattle him with their front four and hopefully he doesn't get the ball out quick. He's been known to hold on to the ball, mm -hmm. but you have to get there. The only way you get to that point is if you win first down or force Washington to get into some penalties. And then when they get in penalties and create those situations where you can go to a sub package with the nickel, that's where uh, the Jaguars are going to have to make their money because if they don't win that scenario and get to this point and play the game on that level right there, where they, they have the sub package in, it might be a long day for them because you don't want Washington creating situations where they continue to get you uh, in, on the field, your defense is on the field, and keeping the ball away from Trevor Lawrence. So the landscape that they have to play is long down and distance on second down, get the sub package in, and so they can be disruptive and uh, make Carson Wentz very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I think that the the loss of Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, again shot twice in the leg for those you know specifically mostly in Jacksonville who don't maybe know shot twice in the leg during a robbery attempt. Uh, unfortunately, just a, a ridiculous reason for a young guy, uh, a rookie running back, to not get his first start of his NFL career. But uh, again, that's a that's a topic of discussion for other shows and, and other episodes that we're not going to get into specifically here. But I really do feel like the loss of Brian Robinson Jr. turns as Washington offensive game plan against Jacksonville Jaguars defense from a vertical attack to a more horizontal attack. And I know when we say vertical attack, people are thinking deep passes, right? You're still going to see deep passes. I expect that the Washington commanders to go deep at least twice a quarter, if not more, depending on how the game script uh, goes and what the Jacksonville Jaguars are able to do from a scoreboard standpoint. I'm talking more from a running game. I think with Brian Robinson, you're looking at a Washington commanders offense that actually is coming out looking to put the Jags in their sub package. You want a smaller defense. You want more DBs on the field. And then you give the ball to a guy like Brian Robinson, who, if he gets to the second level, can run over some of those DBs and really do some damage running north and south vertically, right? So I'm not talking about stretching the field. I'm talking about getting a smaller package defense on the field in your formation by forcing the defense into nickel or even dime packages and then giving the ball to Brian Robinson. But with him off the field, Antonio Gibson, most of his fumble issues have come between the tackles. Most of them have come in heavy traffic areas. So if you're the Washington Commanders offense, how do you want to get Antonio Gibson involved but minimize that risk. I think you got to work the edges. You got to work left to right. And now you got to work more of a horizontal game versus a vertical game. You're still going to want to maybe spread the field out a little bit. But again, now you want to try to get those bigger guys in there. So for me, the key matchup in this game is how the Washington Commanders tight ends impact this game, not just as receivers, but as blockers. Again, seal those edges. Keep guys like Josh Allen. Keep Trayvon Walker from making an effect in the backfield. Get those tackles for losses on those perimeter runs allowing Antonio Gibson to get that corner, get upfield, get into open space where he can be such a dangerous weapon. 
But then beyond the running game, you also look in the passing game and you're talking about trying to stress out guys like Devin Lloyd, one of my favorite linebackers coming into the NFL, Chad Muma, one of my favorite linebackers coming into the NFL. And we were sure that at least one of those guys or Nicobe Dean, who ends up in Philadelphia, was going to end up a Washington commander. Instead, they draft no linebackers. They bring back John Bostic after he gets cut by the Saints. I don't know what to say about it, but it is what it is. If Logan Thomas can play in week one, listen, Logan Thomas, I'll tell you, he looks really good on the practice field. I'm not quite predicting a week one return, but I wouldn't be completely surprised. But John Bates, Cole Turner uh, behind him in training camp standout surprise Armani Rogers, the undrafted free agent, former quarterback turned tight end has been getting a lot of mentorship from Forder, former quarterback turned tight end Logan Thomas. So there's a lot of mentorship happening in this group. If they can stress out the linebackers in the passing game, as well as be effective on as blockers securing the edge for Antonio Gibson. Then this offense is going to get to move left and right in the running game. They're going to be able to do some things that they want to, and Carson can lean on those tight ends like he did so much with Zach Ertz. So for me, the tight ends versus those linebackers, that is going to be where this game is won or lost outside the trenches. The trenches always has the impact, right? But I think beyond that, tight ends versus these Jags linebackers, that's where this game is going to be won or lost. Well, I'll tell you what, one thing that I did notice been going through both rosters, and I sort of knew it a little bit, uh, if people think that you can just draft in the SEC and be good, these are two defenses in the front seven that actually have done that. And and yeah. uh, all of these guys are three, two, three or four years in. A lot of players from the Southeastern Conference and a couple of sprinkling from Ohio State mm-hmm. are in these front seven. So one of these teams is going to uh, go a long way to proving that people are right. That's what you need to do, draft from the best conference, while the other one, and both teams have had off-the-field stuff, a little bit different mm-hmm. type of off-the-field stuff. Uh, I thought I thought we had a soap opera until I started really reading up and looking up. I heard y'all got people testifying in Congress and everything else, <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on, man? But yeah. that's a whole, whole other issue here. We're going to pick some scores too, man. Uh, won't surprise you. I'll go ahead and tease this right now. I got the Jacks beating y'all, but we'll do that in segment number three. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up this crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Jag, Locked On Commanders. Trevor Lawrence leading his Jacksonville Jaguars into FedEx Field, uh, perhaps the most beautiful stadium in the NFL. I'm just kidding. Oh. FedEx Field, definitely not the most beautiful oh. stadium in the National Football League. That probably actually, I think, I think Duval could actually compete for for most beautiful stadium out there. There's some, there's some pretty good ones. FedEx, not unfortunately. Uh, well, unfortunately for guys like me, not one of them. But hey, that's where the venue is. That's where we're going to start this season. Uh, and Wig, let's get to our score predictions. You already mentioned you've got the Jaguars winning this game. Listen, this time last year, you go back. 
Washington Commanders, well, Washington football team at the time, right? They're like top four team in the NFC, competing for an NFC championship title slot. One of the best defenses in the NFL. Ryan Fitzpatrick was finally going to take a team to the postseason. 12 months later, I mean, it's it's night and day. It, it couldn't be any further from that truth. If the Washington Commanders lose this game to the Jacksonville Jaguars because of, like you mentioned, kind of the Jags are still kind of considered one of those bottom-dwelling teams in the National Football League. Young, moving their way up, potentially. The, the recovery of Travis Etienne uh, should help that a little bit as well and, and kind of get Trevor Lawrence's running mate back on the field. But if they lose this game, Wig, I don't know if I'm going to have a show anymore. Like, I don't know if people are going to tune in to listen to me rant about the commanders anymore, but what's, what's uh you said, you kind of tease it already. So the Jags are going to win, but what's, what's the, what's the spread going to be? Uh, I got to win about eight 31, 23. And the reason why uh, people have been killing me saying they're going to score 31 points on the, on the, on that defense. I think they're going to end up playing with a short field a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I just think Carson Wentz is a turnover waiting to happen. And mm-hmm. uh, I really do like uh, Washington's front seven. I love the coach Ron Rivera. And when I yep. say, I don't say that word often, but yeah. he, he is a man of, he, he is a, a true leader of men and one of the great guys in the national football league. I'm familiar with Jack Del Rio, who, who was in Jacksonville for a, quite a long time. I just believe that while Washington does have two scary weapons in Jahan Dotson and scary Terry um, McLaren, I just think Jacksonville is going to be able to control that a little bit. I think Washington will hit on some stuff, but I just think, Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson is a better combination than Carson Wentz and Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. And I think that duo is going to be the difference. Doug Peterson in terms of being a play caller versus uh, Jack Del Rio's defense, as well as Trevor Lawrence not making mistakes and making a few more plays uh, to get the victory for Jacksonville. 31-23. Yeah, listen, when you, when you give a young quarterback and you make him a top pick in the NFL draft, it doesn't make sense to give him a defensive mind head coach, right? So you bring in Urban Meyer, he's an offensive mind head coach. Now you give him Doug Peterson, an offensive minded head coach. I know a lot of times NFL teams like to flip flop, go from offense to defensive guy and all this stuff. Outside of the fact that the Jags missed their chance at Byron Leftwich, which I think is one of the worst moves of the offseason. Great decision by the Jags, at least to move forward with an offensive minded head coach for their young quarterback. So I will give them credit there, even though I do think they blew it with Byron Leftwich. Certainly could be something that turns this team around and makes them better than a lot of people expect them to be. Right now, the commander's favored by two and a half points at betonline.net. I think they cover that spread. I think the Washington commanders do win because I do think it's going to take time for Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence to really kind of get to where they're kind of symbiotic and moving in the same direction. They're probably on the same page, talking the same language, but it's a little bit different than dancing the same dance. And, and, and Wig, you know about that. But I don't think it's a blowout. I think I think you're looking at 28-24 Washington. I think basically the difference is the Jags are going to finish one drive with a field goal probably early. That's going to come back to bite them where they couldn't get the touchdown. They couldn't get in the end zone, and the, and the commanders are able to pull it out. But I do see a fairly high-scoring uh, event. I think 24 points is about average, right? So 24 to yeah. 28 is your higher end of scoring. Usually to start the NFL season, we do see defenses take a little bit of time to catch up. So really what I look for is which offense can be more explosive. Obviously, again, we go back to – ball security, right? Carson Wentz and Antonio Gibson, they got to secure the ball. If they give the ball away, I think two turnovers in this game, Wig, I think Jacksonville leaves FedEx probably with a win and my show completely tanks into the basement. <laughs> um, but if they can secure the football, they have enough weapons. Curtis Samuel is healthy. I like, I tell you, from seeing him in person, Curtis Samuel is healthy. Jahan Dodson looks like the real deal. Terry McClure, we already know, is the real deal. And those tight ends look like they're getting healthy as well. There are a lot of weapons 
on this offense. So no matter how the Jaguars defense attacks, wherever they're winning, the commander's offense can go outside of it and look for points elsewhere. So I do see them covering that spread, but just barely four point spread uh, in a two and a half point spread is, is where they're favored. So 28, 24 is my win. So wig, let's run this back down here on this crossover Thursday for Washington. Biggest story, ball security starts with Carson Wentz and the interceptions. We saw him give the ball away in Jacksonville last year to end his time with the Indianapolis Colts, but also AG and his fumble problem led the league in the NFL and fumbles. Can't do that again. My key matchup, the Washington commanders tight ends against those Jacksonville Jaguars linebackers. And then again, like I just said, 28, 24, two and a half point favorites for the commanders. I think they pull it out. They cover the spread four points, a little bit closer than people are going to want if they're putting money on this game. Right. But at the end of the day, if you take those points, you take that spread. I think you come out uh, a winner. Okay. For me, the biggest story is Trevor Lawrence. How far along has he moved in his development and what would the press, what will the presence of Doug Peterson, this will be the first time we actually see it in a, in a game that really matters. The presence of Doug Peterson, does he extract and bring out all of that talent because he's insulated Trevor and allowed him to only play football and ingratiate himself with his teammates and the receivers. The key matchup for me, for both, it's, it's both sides of the ball on the line of scrimmage. We always talk about that. But for me, it's the Jaguars defense and their front to see if they can get by Cosme and the boys on the Washington offensive line. By the way, Brandon Sheriff is gone, and he's down here with us, right? So he's riding shotgun with us. He's coming back up there to start that fight. But the thing <laughs> is, for me, is Trevor has legs. Carson has, mm. has legs, but he's been banged up. And he's shown – I saw Carson Wentz try to throw the ball with his left hand when he got in trouble. He's shown <laughs> that when he gets rattled, uh, bad things can happen. So that's yeah. the key matchup. If the, if the Jaguars can't pressure him and cause him to make mistakes, I think it might be a long day. But that's it. 31-23 is the score. You pick 28-24 the other way. The thing about that is that means it's a good football game. Yes, sir. So it may come down to kicking. It may come down to one thing. It may come down to the crowd. It may come down to weather. So uh, we, I think we're going to get a good football game Sunday. And uh, I don't think, regardless if it's win or lose, that – we can definitively write that one of these teams is going to suck all year, anything like that. I don't think it's going to be that kind of game. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the NFL has shown if nothing, week one is very much an appetizer, like the preseason, it might be over in the standings, but the preseason ain't over y'all. Like these teams are still kind of figuring things out. And uh, as guys get healthier, even more experienced, um, then, you know, then, then things will come together. I mean, look, last time we saw Trevor Lawrence, he was putting up 200 yards, two touchdowns and had a 111 QBR. That's pretty stinking good to end your rookie season. You know what I mean? So we'll see how that curtain call is here to start uh year two for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But this has been a blast, brother. Uh, I wish our teams were in the same division so we could do this twice <laughs> a year. Uh, it's been a long time since I saw you in Mobile. Feels like just yesterday, but it's been a minute. Looking forward to seeing you again in Mobile uh, at the Senior Bowl coming up in 2023. But until next time we speak, until we speak to all you guys, Jags fans, Commanders fans, make sure you're following us both on Twitter, at ShopTalkingWig, at DHarrison82. We appreciate you making us your first listen or your first view every single day. Subscribe to Locked On Jaguars, Locked On Commanders on your podcast, Catcher of Choice, or on YouTube. Make sure you also uh, make your second listen or your next listen to Ultimate Pro Football Preview, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get 
your podcast. Make that your second listen, and of course, make us your first listen. Absolutely. Crossover Thursday, week one in the books. Make sure you come back for week two. Thank you so much. If you're out about, please be safe and kind of one another. And thank you for checking out this Crossover Thursday episode on the Lock Talk Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.